Welcome to the Building BN Podcast, where we take an inside look at Bloomington Normal economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners. Hosted by your BNEDC. Welcome to the seventh episode of Building BN. Um, this week's episode, we wanted to take a deeper dive into one of the tools that we have that we use for site selection here at the EDC. And we realized we needed to uh, take a deeper dive into this because we were talking to a group of realtors here in town and they didn't even know about the system that we use. And we use a system quite a bit. Anytime a company contacts us, the state follows through and says that we have people interested in your area, we need to make sure that we have all the available sites in town on the site selection system, which is located on uh, bnbiz.org underneath locate. And it'll say... Um, Sites and locations, or is it buildings and sites? Building and sites. Building and sites. And from there, the system is embedded. And the system is actually called LOIS. It stands for Location One Information Systems. And it's actually a partner of ours. Uh, Ameren is one that funds this. And for us and a lot of the other areas in the state. And it's also the same system that the state of Illinois uses. Um, so whatever buildings and sites that we have into our site selection system are also available on the state level. So with that, we actually have uh, our project manager, Nick, in the studio and our business retention and expansion manager, Amber, uh, to talk about some of the features that are on here and hopefully address uh, any questions you might have because it is a pretty intuitive system, but there's some tricks and cool things that you can do with it uh, reporting-wise uh, that most might not know. So uh, Nick, do you know how many buildings are actually on our site right now? No, so I don't. I don't have the exact number because um, it's ever changing. Uh, it de- you know, it depends uh, weekly on on the buildings and sites that become available through different real estate sites. So we do a pretty good job of working with uh, different realtors in town on just maintaining the updates that come through. And so I think some some people might ask, you know, why use Lois if you're going to use or if there's other realtor sites available? And I think you know, to me, I, I would answer that saying, well, you know, this is a one stop shop for sites that that people and developers can go to to say. I need this information specific to economic development. Where do I go to get that? And we provide that with Lois. I think right now, building-wise, we've got about 133 listed on there. But like you said, they change as buildings fill and sites go away. Uh, but it is important, like you said, to have this one-stop shop because we are you know, over and um, helping out both Bloomington and Normal. So if somebody asks our area if we have a building of a certain size, uh, one cool feature that's on here is a search. So you could actually go in and type in the amount of square footage that you're looking for, and it'll give you that list. Right. And it's even it's even broader than Bloomington Normal. I think we use it for all of McLean County, which is nice, too, because sometimes those some of the smaller rural communities tend to be a little bit less represented. And so this gives them a spot that they, that they, that they know they can put their information out there and know that it's being advertised. And that's a lot of uh, some of the sites that we've actually submitted before was farmland. And so some of the sites are not available, but they are available. So we also have sites that are not actually listed um, on Lois, but they are on the back end. And those are the pocket listings that if the right deal comes around, that they're more than happy to be submitted for. So we always check with them, too. So if there are any landowners or building owners out there um, that would like a place to list it, um, we can definitely put it on here and make it public or we could keep it behind the scenes. Right. And the good thing about this site, too, is it's it's a very quick turnaround time for us. So if we have a prospect saying, you know, we need this this type of building with this much square footage and this type of infrastructure, we can easily reference this website and say we have that or we don't. And we can do that in a matter of hours. Yeah, I think the last probably two or three RFPs that came in for different manufacturing projects, 
Um, we're all looking for 100,000 square feet. So it's easy for us to go in, type that in, and know exactly what we're looking for. Um, the other cool thing, whenever you do click on a site, there's uh, besides the reports, you can actually have a one-pager um, PDF that we can uh, package together with some of our other information to send out immediately. Right, and that just generates itself. It's just a one-button click, and it gives you some great information. Um, I think I think it includes some of the stuff like gives you some rough demographic uh, information, you know, populations within a certain radius. Uh, I think it also gives you the households within a certain certain radius as well. Um, it's just kind of a, a nice one-page summary of the site and what's what's able to maybe you know to be put there. Yeah, one of the big uh, the eliminating factors that we're seeing a lot these days is actually the ceiling peak or the ceiling height. As uh, you get in logistics and manufacturing, some of the stacking systems that they're using. The buildings that were built back in the day, you know, aren't up to par for some of the systems that they're putting in now. Um, the, the other cool thing about collecting all these RFPs as they come in, as we can start to notice trends. So if we can see that, all right, we're not getting a lot of these projects, what's the holdup? We can go back to our development community and say, you know, we, we would have these, but for our buildings aren't tall enough or they're not new enough or they have too much work going on. Um, but we're tracking all that right now. So we could actually hopefully start kicking out quarterly reports or even annual reports on what worked and what didn't so right. we can get that back. Yeah, I think one thing that we're running into pretty often, you mentioned earlier, is you know, we've we heard recently that people are in demand for a, a building larger than 100,000 square feet. And great for us, you know, we filled those buildings that, that we did have that were that large, but now, you know, we still see the demand for that. So now we're trying to think of ways to to, you know, bring more supply to the table. And one of the topics that came up when we met with uh, the group of commercial realtors this week was uh, the demand for distribution. And I think you're starting to see that um, follow some of these larger square footage asks that are coming through. And for next week's guest, um, we're going to have um, the town of Normal come in and uh, have Eric talk to us about the Wildwood project. But that's one that I believe if it is successful, we will see a uh, uptick in distribution just because that was one of the buildings that was built for that, sat vacant for quite some time. And uh, now we'll hopefully see it, you know, come to fruition and be successful and attract uh, more distribution into the area. Hey listeners, it's Nick Duffel here, project manager with your B and EDC with your side of the week. Today's episode features 1833 West Hovey in Normal. Built in 1979 and zoned industrial, this multi-use flex building is home to over 30,000 square feet of light manufacturing and office space. With great access to transportation routes, this site is ideal for an expanding business operation. For more information, contact Mike Flynn with Coldwell Banker or email me, nick, at bnbiz.org. Um, Patrick, we've talked a couple times now um, on the realtors. A uh, question that I think would be valuable to answer here would be, Are is there capability for realtors and um maybe brokers to add their commercial properties to, to Lois? We do have that ability to give them logons as well. We have not turned that on um, only because it gives us an opportunity to be more proactive with reaching out instead of having the hands off, which we have done not here, but I've done with the system in the past. And it seems like it's out of sight, out of mind. Whereas right now, when it comes in, we have a list of developers um, and realtors. And so when we get the RFP, the Nick sends that out to everybody just to double check um, if there's anything new that comes on. Because if you're not paying attention to it and you might get it into um, LoopNet, per se, or CoStar, but then you forget ours, um, then we're going to be missing um, the projects and then the state's not going to see it either. So um, that's one of the reasons that we have Nick's position is that he could actually reach out and ping them to make sure 
that uh, we have their sites listed um, so we have the best chance of landing these deals. And even going a step further too, I know Lois even enables the utility providers to go in there and edit their information and what they're able to provide as far as an infrastructure part of that site goes. Great. And some other fun features that are on here that we haven't really taken advantage of outside of the photos, which are some really good aerials on here, um, there's the ability to upload videos. And it was something that we talked about with the commercial realtors as possibly getting some um, drone footage going or even hiring. Um, so if there's any you know camera specialists out there that could do, uh, or drone pilots that have their license that can get us some good video, um, we'd be willing to uh, partner up and um, actually you know probably pay for that for some of our more popular sites that we can get some uh, good video because as COVID continues, it's, it's becoming even harder to get a uh, developer or prospects into town. We have to rely more on this technology to showcase our um, site showcases, our available buildings and sites to let them know. So I think the, the more we can lean on this tech with the videos and the photos um, and these reports, the better off we're gonna be in telling the story. Right, and so you just mentioned reports. So what, what kind of reports does Lois do? And I guess, you know, what, what's the purpose of having a report? So the, built in. the reports, the big one that we do, which we're uh, working on right now, is our uh, demographic profile that just lets you know where we're at uh, when it comes to population, our workforce, uh, what kind of infrastructure that we have in the area. Um, these reports take a deeper dive, and you can actually do it on a one, three, five mile radius drive time or um, not even drive time, just uh, the radius itself. And it'll give you that same information just surrounding your building. Uh, one of the best reports that I would... Uh, Tell everybody, if you're interested in opening a business to check out, if you go through some of the sites that are out there, you can run a business report. And inside that business report, it'll actually break down um, all the businesses in the area. And it'll show you not only how many they are, but also how many employees work there. There are some business models. Um, Dollar General is one of them, where if you look at Dollar General's model, they'll find a Walmart and they basically surround every artery going to Walmart. So they want to be near the Walmart. Other ones, you might say, well, I want to open up a hair salon, but there's already hair salons in this area. Where is an area without a hair salon? So the cool thing about these reports, it'll show um, the industry by NAICS code, which is, before I butcher that acronym again, the North American Industrial Classification System um, is what we use to track all the different industries and our activity here in the area. It'll break down um, all the businesses by NAICS code and the employment by NAICS code on this really cool business report. And it looks like currently in the area, the total businesses they have listed in McLean County is about 5,202. Um, so you can run these same reports around uh, the businesses or the, the buildings that you're looking at themselves. So if I'm a realtor or a developer and I am on Lois looking for a site and I find a site that's interesting to me, what is a re what's my go-to report? What's, what information am I looking for? I think it really depends on who your client is, like who, who the industry or what industry that they're in. Um, because there's another one, if you're in the retail sector, you probably want to know what the tapestry is or like what the makeup is and the disposable income of the people in the area. Um, competition is also going to be key with that. Um, however, if you're more industrial, you definitely want to know where the workforce is. So you can do a report that will show you where people work and what industries. So that's a totally separate report. Um, a fun one, though, whenever you're looking at the retail is uh, one that's called the Retail Market Report, um, actually Retail Marketplace Profile, and that will give you a retail gap analysis that shows the supply and demand um, for all the different industry groups out there. And the demand is actually the retail potential. So based off of our demographics, uh, socioeconomic development or economic profiles, 
where we like to spend our money in the area. And then it'll take the actual supply, which is a retail sales, and you subtract the two and you can find out if there is a leakage or surplus. Um, but right now, you know, we've got uh, surplus in a lot of areas, uh, food and beverage, grocery stores, um, gas, gasoline stations for sure, because we're on some major truck routes um, in the area. So we get a lot of outside truckers coming in and we love that outside money. Um, but then there's some other areas where there's some opportunity for improvement, um, which you can imagine with online shopping and clothing in general as well. There's some there's some money to be made in, underneath those. Another fun report that's out there is um, it's a, the demographic profile, and you can actually break it down by those uh, socioeconomic traits and uh, find out who these people actually are. So they have these um, customer segments that are made up, these profiles, and our largest one is actually called uh, Old and Newcomers, and it's a combination where they, they, they take the average of a lot of different things, but the median age for that is about 39, uh, median household income is about 44,000, and it, uh, it breaks it down into um, what their makeup is, age by sex, race, ethnicity, um, income, net worth, and then their buying budget as well. Um, it's kind of scary when you start diving down into this and realize that they've actually labeled us as different things. But whenever you're looking to open up shop, this is a good way to summarize uh, what makes up our economy. And so we've got a variety of these. Uh, but like I said, this is our, our largest segment here. Right. And, and as you mentioned earlier, this is kind of more specific, more specific to retail, because, you know, as if you're looking to locate in a specific area, you want to understand your customer segment. You know, you don't want to locate somewhere where people and, the, and, the, and their characteristics aren't going to purchase from you. Yeah, on the other side, though, if you look at the, um, the same thing, the occupations by earnings, it'll show you where most of these segments work. And so, um, as you can imagine, this one is uh, really into the management and educational training side, which makes sense uh, with State Farm and also the universities that are here, make up the more, uh, majority of occupations um, in this area. And we'll be sure to link to put some links in the show notes for for listeners to to see some of these reports and, and characteristics. It's very interesting. And a cool thing is just the amount of reports that you can get per site itself. It's anything from the 2010 census profile, which you can find on the census, um, to a business summary, which we went over a little bit, just breaking down um, the industries uh, by actual business and employment. Um, the community profile is very similar to the census profile. Uh, the income report, uh, which is really important if you're wanting to know disposable income, um, which follows that, which actually shows um, the amount of money that you have after taxes. Uh, the dominant tapestry site map, that's one that we already discussed, uh, talking about what our area is made up as. And then there's a couple of different graphic profiles, um, home expenditures, budget expenditures, and then um, housing profile, uh, retail goods and services we talked about. And then another good one that is uh, key for visibility for almost any business is the uh, traffic counts. So you can actually take a deeper dive on any one of these buildings that are here and uh, find out what the traffic count is um, in the area. So if you're in retail, very important. But then again, if you're somebody like Rivian and you want easy access to work, where everyone's going to see you, same thing. You want to know the traffic counts in that area. Right. And Amber and I were just looking at that earlier and uh, we noticed that 55 on, along the west side of Bloomington Normal houses about, or sees about 66,000 vehicles per day pass through. I think 66 or 64, somewhere around there. But well, I mean, it was, an, it was an insane number. Yeah, You'd be surprised how many people travel through the community on a daily basis. Definitely. And there's not on this system, but other systems we have can actually map out where people live compared to where they work and show some of those traffic patterns as well. 
which is ideally, you know, if you're in the retail world, you want to be somewhere in between where people live and work, especially if you're on the uh, fast casual um, food track. So you want to catch people on their way to or from the office to grab food. I will say one thing that stood out with Lois is just the extensiveness of the reporting. Um, I think that's unique to this program um, compared to a lot of dashboards that I've seen. Yeah, because the, the fun thing about just getting the overall area information is finding out that same data is available for all the sites and buildings in town. And your market might be bigger. So if it's not a one, three or five mile, maybe you want to go 15, 20, 50 mile. You can pull those reports as well. It's all customizable. And I think one another good thing about Lois as well is that it's so easy to use and easy to navigate. Um, you know, being in economic development only for a few years now, learning the system you, you would think would be overwhelming and, and kind of challenging, but it's really simple to use and easy to navigate. And so I found it very easy to learn and, and become acquainted with. Hey listeners, it's Amber Wolfley, Business Retention and Expansion Manager at your BNEDC. Are you interested in starting your career here in Bloomington Normal? As of today, there are 15 real estate jobs listed on Indeed.com. For more information or to apply today, head over to their website at Indeed.com and check out the available jobs and see why BN was voted a top most livable city in the nation. Another fun feature that's on here, uh, which most people probably skip over whenever they're just looking through the sites, is that it does have the ability to do some GIS work as far as uh, playing with some heat maps. So there's a way that you can actually click on the heat map and show population per square mile, um, diversity in index, um, the employed and home value. It'll just it'll drill down all the way to the census block group and show you a heat map wise, basically where the population is, where the money is, um, any one of these factors you can do. Uh, another cool one is uh, the layers themselves. So outside of actually mapping out our own enterprise zone, which is uh, our number one incentive program in town, you can see if a building is in the enterprise zone or not. You can also map out businesses based, based off of their NAICS code again. Um, so if you're looking for competition or wanting to know um, different examples of industries in the area, if you click on one of the NAICS codes, um, for example, um, anything from agriculture, utilities, construction, manufacturing, um, retail trade, it'll map out all the businesses in town, which is pretty cool. And then from there, you can click on it and get more information on their location. Um, really neat service. It's very helpful for us to, to have that capability, especially when RFIs do come in. And one of their questions is, you know, how close am I to, to another competing business? Yes. And so we can easily answer that and say, you know, X miles is how close you are. Yeah, and building off of that question, there's actually um, a measurement tool, too, to show that if you wanted to measure between two spaces, how far away something is. So if somebody says, you know, where's my nearest neighbor? As far as manufacturing goes, you can say, here is the actual business itself, and um, here's how far away it is. So it really helps out with the RFI, um, which is request for information, and then off of the RFPs, which is request for proposal. Pretty much the same thing. Different site selectors call them different things. Um, but if anyone wanted to do their own research, this is a great tool. Uh, to jump on uh, bnbiz.org um, underneath locate and its uh, buildings and sites and uh, take a deeper dive into all the available sites. And then also to anyone out there that has listings available, um, whether it's land, um, shovel ready or not, and also your buildings, we need to make sure that they are in this system um, because you can't win if you don't play. And right now when we get the RFPs in where we heavily utilize this outside of contacting the developers and realtors that we know, um, there's plenty of buildings in this area and sites that are just owned by a business or owned by um, a citizen that they're not using an agent. 
And so right now we need to make sure that we're getting those sites on our system inside of LOAS so it is included in uh, all the states RFPs that come through. Yeah, I think it's important to note as well, you know, other realtors are familiar with the site and they do use this site sometimes. So maybe a listing isn't in the, in the system that they currently run. And so they'll come reference the site to see if they're missing anything or to see if something else is available that they're not aware of. So it's important to have that exposure out there. Any other cool thing that's in there is uh, just like the romance feature, you know, adding all the the text that goes along with facility features and um, getting the broker and realtor's contact information on there as well. Um, some people might not, not know it, but the more times that your name and your email are listed on the web, the more time it comes back to you, the higher your rank's gonna be on Google. So this is a pretty easy way for any of our realtor and broker friends out there um, to boost your name recognition, recognition would be to get it inside of this site as well. And for the people who are maybe new to Lois or new to some of the, the data and demographical reporting, you know, feel free to reach out to us. You know, this is our job to help people understand what some of these things mean um, and kind of help navigate some of the data and, and help explain that to, to people and businesses and, and realtors looking looking for this information. So, you know, feel free to reach out to the EDC and, you know, we're, we're happy to answer any questions. We surprisingly get a lot of emails asking for demographic information and what that means. And so, you know, I think we're all familiar with answering some of these questions. So don't, don't hesitate to reach out. And as far as the buildings go, we'll keep any building size on here. We haven't really had a cutoff so far. So you never know whenever um, somebody's going to be looking for any size space. So we do list buildings that are over 200,000 square feet all the way down to 5,000 square feet. But we'll get random calls for somebody looking to open up a small office that's temporary um, all the way up to, like we said, some of these 100,000 square feet. Um, buildings where they want to do distribution or manufacturing out of. So we cover everything in between and uh, the land as well. So it, it doesn't really matter the size. If you've got something out there that you want included, um, get a hold of uh, Nick or visit bnbiz.org and you'll have our contact information. And um, yeah, get a hold of us. Hi, this is Becky at your BNEDC with upcoming events. August 22nd is Downtown Bloomington's Farmer's Market from 7.30 a.m. until noon. Also on the 22nd is Easter Seal's 100 Bicycle Ride All Day. And also, Nick Sizemore and the Saddle Tramps are live at the Mackinac Valley Vineyard. On August 28th, Erica Gilliam depicts animal and plants in states of magical transformation at the McLean County Arts Center. See our show notes or visit bnbiz.org for more details. Hope to see you there. Tune in next week as we continue to take an inside look at Bloomington Normal's economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners, and learn more about our BN Advantage.